Star Wars fans, or should I say hello there? Or should I say, as my coffee mug would suggest, hello gorgeous. That's right. My coffee mug is in the dishwasher. I'm using my roommates, therefore it is pink and says hello gorgeous. But that's only because all of you are so gorgeous. So thanks for tuning in today and listening to the show. This, of course, is Han Talks First, our regular scheduled Monday program where we talk about the latest and greatest. I'm so happy to be here. It was a good weekend. I hope you had a good weekend, too. It's a good day. You know, if you're listening to us on your drive to work or while you're at work or whatever you do, I hope your day is going well. And if not, maybe we can bring, you know, some more spice to your life. Maybe we can just kick back for a couple minutes, talk about Star Wars and get away from the world. You know, just have a lot of fun. I will say, I just got a new camera, if you guys can't tell, and I've been having a lot of issues with it, a lot of issues. It goes in and out for reasons I don't know. I think it might just be, I might be overpowering my computer here, but it might go out today. It might not. We'll see what happens. So if you're watching on the video, I apologize. I'm going to try and make it through this as best we can. But if it doesn't go out, we'll just stick to the audio. That being said, if the audio cuts out at all, let me know. We had issues on our stream on Saturday with me and Chris doing our after show for Loki. We made it through somehow, but please let me know in the chat if something goes wrong because I can't always see what you see. But anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. There's tons of stuff going on in the Star Wars world, tons of news, things like that. And we'll be dropping some other information here as well. Some of the stuff we're talking about is, of course, the Lego video game, the Skywalker Saga, is delayed again. No official announcement, but it was. we'll get into it a little bit later. We're also talking about Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron. They just announced the writer. Well, Disney didn't announce the writer, but the writer, the news broke. So we now know who that is. We're also talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi again. This is my favorite show, guys. I'm going to try. If there's a chance to talk about it, I'm always going to talk about it. There's some news with that that's coming out, and we'll also talk about the Acolyte. We got news about when they're going to start filming and where. And then, of course, as the title of this video suggests, or this podcast episode suggests, our main topic today is talking about the Book of Boba Fett and how it is actually The Mandalorian Season 3 in disguise. And we'll explain that a little bit later as well. But like we do every week, we're going to start off with our first segment of the show called Star Wars replay and here it is for this week enjoy star wars replay star wars replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in star wars history and this week back in 1966 jj abrams the director of the force awakens and the rise of skywalker was born in 1978 this week was when boba fett's armor was first revealed to the public did you know that it was originally all white in 1935, 
The man who plays in the costume of Darth Vader, David Prowse, was born this week. And finally, this week, all the way back in 2003, marks the first week that filming began for Revenge of the Sith, George Lucas's final installment of the Star Wars movies. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. So yeah, if you guys didn't know, Boba Fett's armor was originally white, and that's how he was portrayed in the concept art and the first uh, body scan of the armor that was revealed to the public. Eventually, they changed the color, made him look a little bit more gritty and stuff, which is great. But I thought it was interesting that, you know, it, Boba Fett was first revealed to the public this week in history. And there's also news that we're talking about today about the book of Boba Fett. And on top of that, there's stuff going on about the Slave One's ship being renamed by Lego and Disney for reasons which I guess we'll talk about a little bit here. It's not, it's nothing too major, but we'll talk about it. But it's interesting. All this stuff is happening around the time that Boba Fett was originally announced to the world. I think that's kind of cool, whether it's good or bad news. <laughs> uh, I'm going to welcome everyone who's watching this live. Hello, Max. Charles Westcott. How's it going, my friend? Hello, Cam. Hello, Robin. And to those of you watching on Twitch, welcome back. If you guys know, we had last week, I got a little discouraged by... A lot of the people on Twitch uh, that were commenting on this live stream uh, last week, and it's funny, there were it was all on Twitch. It was just negative comment after negative comment, and on YouTube, everyone is more positive, which is kind of weird to think. Usually, it's the opposite, but uh, I gotta say, um, I, I shared a picture of some of the comments. You know, it made me want to cut the show early. I was I was a little disheartened and it was discouraging, but a lot of you sent me messages cheering me up. And I know it doesn't matter. I know those comments don't matter, but thank you so much for those of you that told me you like the show and you, you like watching and you think it's it's going well and just to, you know, screw those people, screw them. And I got to say, I'm feeling better today. You know, I was on my way to the studio to do this show and, you know, I'm, I'm riding my Tauntaun because, of course, I'm Han and it's going well, it's going well. And then it, once we get to the studio, my Tauntaun gets sick. I was like, oh man, he, cause we were running a little late. He was, he was running really fast and, but don't worry. We took him to the hospital. I wish I had like a drum hit, <laughs> but you're not here to listen to me talk about awkward jokes, especially awkward star Wars jokes. We're here to talk about star Wars itself. Um, but again, uh, thank you guys for joining in the live chat, send in your thoughts and comments. We will address them here on the show. And of course, if you're not watching live, you can always hit me up on social media at Han talks first. Um, I do want to say uh, Max is, I'm sorry that I don't watch the low key after show, but that's just because I have, I have watched the first episode and I'm not really into the Marvel hype right now. That's okay. That's totally fine. Every bit of content is not made for everybody. You know, uh, there are some things that I watch that I don't enjoy like sweet tooth, for example, on Netflix, but Hey, don't worry about it. You're here. We're here to talk about star Wars. It's totally fine. Different strokes for different folks. Okay, so let's talk about Lego. That's our first topic today. So not the Slave 1 issue, but actually the Star Wars Skywalker Saga video game. It was delayed again. Now, for those of you that don't know, this game was supposed to come out last year. I don't remember what time. It's been changed so many, so many times that I forget. But it was supposed to come out last year. They delayed it a couple months. They delayed it to the following year of 2021 which is now and then they came out and said 
unofficially that the game is delayed once again. Now, they didn't say that per se, but they said that they will not be attending the Lego convention. And they were originally scheduled to be there to show footage. And what the people in charge of the game said was they don't have any footage that they feel ready to show yet. What? What? I get we were in a pandemic that slows things down. But this this is having the same exact similar problems that the Halo video game is having. If you guys aren't Halo fans, that game was supposed to come out last year. And they delayed it at least three more times since. And people have left the project, etc. Which makes me very concerned. I'm a big Halo guy. And I'm concerned about Halo Infinite. But the same thing's happening with Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm actually pretty excited for this game. And just to hear that it keeps getting delayed and they're not going to present it at the Lego convention makes me very concerned about the quality of this game. It's a very ambitious game. You know, they're covering all nine movies. <laughs> it's very ambitious. And I get you want to take your time with it. But if, you, if that's going to be the case, don't jump the gun and try and explain when it's coming out way, way too earlier than it needs to be. So there's that. On the topic of Lego... I guess we'll go ahead and address it, which is the the Lego Slave 1 issue. You know, this, this was something I wasn't going to talk about, but I thought it was interesting. And there's a perspective of this that a lot of people aren't talking about. So I would like to share mine. And, you know, first of all, let me preface this by saying that I really, I really don't care about the name change. But for those of you that don't know what, what I'm talking about, there was an interview with James Burns. And he is someone who is kind of the stewardship of Star Wars and Lego and things like that. And anyway, he's revealed that Disney has talked about renaming Slave One's famous name, queried about the soft reset of Boba Fett's starship and Lego Star Wars designer director Jens Kronvlaad. I think that's how you say it. And the lead designer, Michael Lee Stockwell, had this to say about it. Now, I don't have their quotes to read on screen here. But I could show you a little picture of Lego Boba while we talk about it. So what they said was, oh, God, where did I put it? (laughs) Sorry, guys. Okay, so Stockwell said, yes, I built another. We're not calling it Slave One anymore. This is Boba Fett's starship. Burns replies with, okay, why are we dropping the Slave One name? Frederickson says, everybody is. It's probably not something which has been announced publicly, but it is something that Disney doesn't want to use anymore. So the, I guess you could say issue, the issue at hand is Disney doesn't want to use the name Slave One for its marketing of this product in Lego anymore. Now, we're not sure exactly if this is going to reset the name of the ship in the live action movies or TV shows or the book of Boba Fett, but it is already happened for the Lego product release. So I don't really have an issue with this mainly because, you know, I think the ship is cool. It's one of my, it's probably one of my favorite ships in star Wars. You know, the design is brilliant uh, made by Ralph McQuarrie a long time ago, but you know, one thing why I'm not worried about is because one Disney hasn't said anything, but also if you look on the Star Wars website in their databank, it is still registered as Slave One. And you know, it's understandable they might want to change it for something like a Lego release because this is something kids will play with, and you know, they you know don't want to associate the name Slave with it. But one thing I wanted to talk about was where did the name come from? Why is it called Slave One? 
And knowing that answer would justify your position on whether they should or should not change the name. So let's talk about where the name Slave One actually comes from. And it's actually all the way back from Legends Star Wars, you know, before... You know, before any modern day approach from Disney or anything like that. So this ship, quote, the Slave One, was actually a attack ship and a defense ship sur surrounding the planet of Uvu 4. I think that's how you say it. Ovo. It's O-O-V-O-O. -O -O. And that was a prison planet. Ovo, Ovo 4 was a prison planet. A prison planet that Boba Fett was a, a prisoner of. And I don't remember how he got in it or anything like that, but he was a slave on Ovo 4 planet. And during an attack by pirates, at some point, pirates came and attacked the planet. Uh, I forgot war, what, what for, but for resources and um, collecting bounties and stuff like that. While they were attacking the planet, Boba Fett managed to escape. And he managed to grab one of the starships and fly off with it. And the name Slave 1 is actually the name that he gave it, the ship. And it was partially to identify himself and to take that name slave, which he was called on the planet all the time, and make it his own. It's like, okay, I'm free. Slave one. Just kind of remind himself of like the past he had and things like that. And that's, that's where the name comes from. And now, again, that's legends history. Because we know in modern day canon, Jango Fett owned the ship. And I could be mixing it up where Jango Fett was the actual prisoner of this planet and uh, after he was kicked out of the Mandalorian crew, but I'm not exactly sure. And all of this is legends at this point, so it's not officially canon. But the reason why I don't have an issue with it is because, to me, I'll always refer to the ship as Slave One. And, you know, to other people, they probably will as well. And the name really doesn't matter because it's never spoken on screen. Uh, all of this news was kind of disappointing because it came up after Lego announced their new toys that were coming out. And they dropped some really cool Legos. And unfortunately, the only thing people are talking about is the name of the ship, which <laughs> shouldn't even matter. But they dropped this really cool starship from The Mandalorian, which is finally getting released. And it's really cool. It has bullets that you can actually fire from it. And the characters are so great. It has a little baby Yoda. And uh, they dropped the cargo ship from episode seven of season two, which I don't have a photo for. And then, of course, a miniature version of Boba Fett's Slave One, which is available as well. And all of it is really cool. You know, Lego does a great job. These are more of the kid friendly versions. They're really small, not a lot of pieces, which is OK. I'm a fan of both. But. Um, a lot of great stuff coming out of Legos there. I would love to know what you guys think about all of this news. The, the new, Whether you're hyped about the new Lego toys or whether you have a problem with or without the name change of Slave 1. Again, I don't think it matters. It's never been spoken on screen, and I don't think it ever will be spoken on screen. I think it's just Boba Fett's ship. Let me know what you guys think. So the next bit of news here is actually about Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. And then after I talk about this, I will see what you guys are talking about in the chat there. Now, let me pull up this article. Like I said, we finally know who the writer of Rogue Squadron is, which is very exciting. I cannot wait to tell you guys about this. Pardon the wait. Pardon the delay. I am getting my screen ready to share. Just one second, everybody. 
And I'm also sorry for the advertisements that are on this screen. I know it's annoying. So anyway, this is coming out of Variety. Patty Jenkins' Star Wars Rogue Squadron taps Matthew Robinson to write. Who the hell is Matthew Robinson? (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. So Lucasfilm revealed Rogue Squadron was developed during Disney's Investor's Day in December of 2020. Jenkins, best known for directing Wonder Woman, blah, 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 blah. So yes, we know that she is directing the project. But the mystery was, who is the writer going to be? So let's see here. So we know what the story's about. Yes, blah, blah, blah. So Robinson made his screenwriting debut. Okay, so apparently there's no official word. This is just from Variety. Their sources have told them. But Disney has not spoken out about this. And this is what they say. Robinson made his screenwriting debut in 2009 with The Invention of Lying, which is a great movie, by the way. It is hilarious. It's probably a little inappropriate now. It would never get made today, but it is a really funny and really well-written movie, He also, which was also co-written and directed by Ricky Javaris. He went on to write a slew of adventure blockbusters such as Monster Trucks, which I've never seen or heard of. And he also wrote Dora and the Lost City of Gold. He wrote Dora. The the writer for uh, Star Wars is the same guy who wrote Dora the Explorer. Well, (laughs) Bominos, I guess. (laughs) And also in uh, 2020, he wrote Love and Monsters, which I've heard is good, but I have not had the chance to watch it. He is also penning the screenplay to Doug Liman's Edge of Tomorrow sequel. Oh, my God. Edge of Tomorrow is a fantastic, underrated movie. I can't wait for the sequel. And he is also writing the upcoming adaptation of Little Shop of Horrors. He's represented by ICM Partners and Three Arts Entertainment. And it looks like that's all that is talked about on this this article here. So all we know is we've got a writer. We have a writer. And what we do know from Patty Jenkins herself is that it has been outlined. The, at least parts of a draft have been submitted. And she has seen it. And she has approved it. And so has Lucasfilm. So this is exciting. This is exciting to know. I think it's a good choice. He is a seasoned writer, unlike some other writers they have brought in to the television world, which are doing a fantastic job, but they are not movie writers. They are television writers, and there is a there is a big difference. But it, it's good to see that we have someone who is experienced in that and has made successful movies. Now, like I said, the only thing I have seen by this writer is the invention of lying, which is a comedy, a straight comedy. There is some drama and some tension in that movie, but it's strictly a comedy. So. I don't know how this movie is going to look. You know, we speculated a long time ago, Aaron Sorkin was going to be the writer who of course written movies like the social network and uh, I don't know, heavy dramas, but he also has some comedy in it, but this is coming from a straight comic writer. My girlfriend has seen the Dora movie and said that it has funny moments in it and that the funny moments are probably the best part of the movie. So it's interesting to hear this news. I would love to know what you guys think about this. Are you excited that we have a writer announced? And uh, what are your thoughts about who it actually is and the work they have done in the past? So let's see what we're saying here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, Charles likes my dad joke. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, I think the Lego Star Wars Skywalker saga will come out in early 2022. Ah. I I can't wait that long. I mean, I can, but it's going to be hard. If it does, 2022 is going to be a 
massive year for Star Wars. Obi-Wan Kenobi and or um, development on Rogue Squadron or shooting of Rogue Squadron and some other stuff, which we'll talk about later as well. Uh, Let's see here. For me, Slave One will always be Slave One. I am right there with you, my friend. It doesn't matter what other people say. All right. And, but I get why they changed the name for Lego sets and maybe Lego games. Yeah. And again, if it's just for those things, it's understandable. And I I get it. Slave one before, slave one after for me. I hear you, Mr. Westcott. Very well. Very well. Max says, I've never heard of the name Matthew Robinson before this rumor. And I think they are writing the script. Yes. Um, So bottom line, great stuff. Uh, At least we have news. We have news that the stuff is coming out. And uh, I see someone is saying my camera is not working right now. So sorry, everybody. Bear with me for one second while I try and figure this out. And I think the camera is back on. Here we go. Sorry about that, everybody. Like I said, I'm just having new equipment. I got to figure out how to work it very well. Okay, so let's talk about Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, my most anticipated show of all of Star Wars. So Obi-Wan Kenobi, we are getting some more news. And it seems that we got some hints at what the lightsaber battles will be like in the Obi-Wan show. And it seems like Darth Vader will be sending Inquisitors to seek Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, of course, we've talked about this already. We've already speculated that Inquisitors would be in the show. It seems obvious that they would do that, right? But now we're getting a little bit more hints. There's some people talking about this and with, with reliable sources. So basically, this, rep- this new report that just came out suggests that some of the fights will be with Inquisitors. And here's the quote from them. <clears throat> So this report says, in the series, Obi-Wan will fight at least one Inquisitor. Lightsabers will clash and we will see Kenobi up against the Inquisitors in at least an episode of the limited series. Will this vein run throughout many episodes or just occur in one single story? That I do not know for certain at this time. And it would be a conjecture on my part to state any further. But take it from me, empirically, the Imperial Inquisition is coming for oldish Ben. So according to this person, which um, I think it's Digital Spy or Comic Book News, I can't remember where it was from, you know, stories get like passed around through other outlets over and over, like a, a biblical whore, and it's now, you, you never know where Patient Zero is. But anyway, some people believe that Inquisitors are coming back, and I would love to see this. This is what I think is going to happen. It makes sense, and we can see more representation in Star Wars, because a lot of the Inquisitors are mostly female. And we do know that they're trying to branch out and bring more people into Star Wars, make it a little bit more diverse and stuff like that. So it would make sense for them to want to do that anyway. But what's interesting about this quote is that they believe it'll only be a one single story arc and that it would only happen maybe in one episode, maybe not the entire series. So what how I think this can tie in is that Vader would be sending out Inquisitors to find Jedi that had survived Order 66, which is true that happened that has happened we, we've seen it in the animated so- shows we've seen it in books and we do know that's a fact could one of them stumble across obi-wan kenobi on tatooine i definitely think so 
But he, they would have to then die because they would report back to Darth Vader, there's a Jedi on Tatooine. Now, we do know that Vader is scared of Tatooine, and he does not want to return, mainly because of his past and, you know, reliving old memories, trauma, things like that. But it's interesting. I want to know how you guys think Inquisitors could tie into Obi-Wan Kenobi, which it seems like that's going to be the case, and I cannot wait for it. The last bit of news... Oh, camera is back on. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it. So... The last bit of news here is regarding the series The Acolyte, which we have more information about. We have actually discovered that the filming for The Acolyte will begin in February of next year. That is 2022. And they are filming it in the UK. So it seems like the bigger production in Star Wars, the bigger productions happen in the UK at Pinewood Studios. We've seen that with the movies. All the movies are shot in the UK. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi is shot in Los Angeles, but they do as well do some shooting in the UK as well. So it's a little bit of both. But I think it's interesting that the Acolyte is only being shot in the UK, as this new report did also say that they are using the volume technology that the Mandalorian used. Now, Disney has created three of the volumes. One is in Australia, one is in the UK, and one is right here in Los Angeles, where I am from represent so we can we can expect to see a type of production similar to the mandalorian for the acolyte series now here is a quote from this article i read about the acolyte and its production it says this show will make use of the volume technology that made a production like the mandalorian possible which is being used by peyton reed the sole director for multiple episodes of the second season of the mandalorian During the ongoing production of his third Marvel Cinematic Universe film, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, the plan seems to be that Star Wars The Acolyte will start filming after principal photography once the movie is complete. Discussing Film also reports that The Acolyte's lead actress will be a woman of color. Now, there is a lot to unpack in this statement, and a lot of it leads into our main topic today, which is very important, about how Boba Fett is season three of the Mandalorian. If you're confused, bear with me. So first of all, let's talk about this statement and how they mentioned Peyton Reed. Now, they said they are scheduled to use the volume once Peyton Reed is finished using it for himself. It would appear that he is using it for Ant-Man and the Wasp on that movie. Obviously, they're not shooting the entire movie in the volume. That would be ridiculous. But it does seem like they're using it for that. But this article also wrote that from their sources, they found out that Peyton Reed directed multiple episodes of The Mandalorian Season 2, when in fact, he only directed one. And they make a point to say he is currently shooting in the volume space. Well, if you look at production notes for Ant-Man and the Wasp Part 2, they are not currently in production right now. I mean, at this general time, yes, but at this very moment, this month, no, they are not. So the question is, what is Peyton Reed shooting in the volume at this time? Or in this general sense of time? Is it more of The Mandalorian? But it could also be The Book of Boba Fett. I will get back into this in one minute, but I have to address the other statement that was made in this uh, outline article here. And it was that it's expected to be that the lead actress will be a woman of color. Now, again, we just talked about this, how 
we can see a woman of color or just a woman in general be in the Obi-Wan series as an Inquisitor. And we could definitely see that with the Acolyte too. Now, we do know it will be a woman as the lead. That was stated by the showrunner herself, Leslie Headland. She said this will be a female-centric show. I think we'll have more than one uh, female lead. I feel like they're going to have this family dynamic again, which is what Star Wars is. It's about family and people being together and rebellion, alliances, and things like that. So I think there might be multiple of um, women at the lead of this film. Or this show, excuse me. But I do think it will directly tie into a movie following that. Whether it's a dark side movie, a Sith movie, or Taika Waititi's movie, Kevin Feige movie, whatever, etc. And so it's exciting to hear that we have at least an idea of what the story will be about. At least female-centric in the role. Now before we get into the last topic, which is the main topic. um, Oh, I'm sorry. I think it uh, just got cleared up for me. Um, Max says in the chat, no, Peyton redirected episode two and eight from Mando season two. Did he really? Did he really? Interesting. I wonder who I... Th- what was episode two about? Oh, the ice planet. You're right. He did. He did direct that one. So he actually directed two of my favorite episodes from Mandalorian season two. Now, again, this is still interesting because they currently said he's using the volume to shoot his movie. But I also think this could be something else as well. So let's jump into the main topic, which is. Let me see if I can find it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Okay, there it is. Okay, so the main topic today. Oops. There we go. Okay, so the main topic today the Book of Boba Fett is The Mandalorian Season 3 in disguise. Now, I know the title of this podcast suggests that it is confirmed, but it is. this is just speculation. I am taking quotes from what I've heard from many different people and piecing it together in my own mind and coming up with the assumption that Mandalorian Season 3 is the Book of Boba Fett in disguise. And I'm going to explain to you why. So, first of all, we have to look at quotes from Ming-Na Wen about the production of the book of Boba Fett. So she's been doing a lot of interviews lately, mostly for the bad batch, but also for her work on the Mandalorian, which she was fantastic in. So recently she confirmed that she had no idea she was even shooting the book of Boba Fett when they started filming. I find that to be very fascinating and interesting at the same time. Now here's a quote from her. She says, we're so secretive about everything, right? We don't call the shows, the shows, the contracts are always under different names. The show is under different names. When I was told I was going to become a series regular, I just automatically assumed it was for The Mandalorian Season 3. And then when the scripts came out, it said 301, 302, 303, 304. So I just assumed I was signing on because it didn't say The Mandalorian on my contracts. She was shooting episodes 301, 302, 303, 304. Okay, that's the first bit here. Now the next quote from her, right here says so for two weeks while i was working with tamara morrison and robert rodriguez i had no idea that i was actually shooting the spinoff when the crew and the cast found out they were dying it was so crazy so yeah it was wonderful to finally discover that i was shooting the book of boba fett they call it the mandalorian 2.5 in a way so wasn't all wrong okay so they're calling it 2.5 at least the production is that's not the officials it's the production is calling it 2.5 and of course we talked about on the show recently they announced that 
the book of Boba Fett is going to be a multi-season show. We kind of talked about that first on Han Talks first before the news actually broke, uh, which was a little annoying because some people, um, some actual bigger people than I was saying that I was wrong and I should feel bad. But <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, they they started saying the same exact thing, which is, is very annoying. But anyway, so these are the quotes from Ming-Na Wen. Before I, we really dissect them, which it sounds like it is the Mandalorian, let's talk about the Investor's Day, the announcement of the Book of Boba Fett all the way back in December last year. So Disney said in 2021, audiences would get the Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian Season 3 in 2021. Now, since Disney's Investor's Day, they have not officially started production on the Mandalorian season three. But in addition to that, they have also not retracted the statement where they said that we will be getting both in this year. So, and of course the interviewer was asking, this is another quote I don't have a a picture for, but the interviewer also asked Ming-Na if she was shooting season three of the Mandalorian. And she simply said, I don't know. So here's my theory. One is they are shooting the Mandalorian season three on top of the book of Boba Fett, and they're just not telling anybody. They're not making an announcement about it, which I can see them doing because they like to be secretive. And it also makes the fan experience a little bit more diegetic. You know, we get to find out when everyone finds out and it feels good, you know. But the other thing is Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and Boba Fett will both be lead actors in the book of Boba Fett. Which could either be, as Ming-Na suggests, the Mandalorian 2.5, kind of a midway point, but it could also be season three in disguise. Now, I know this is all speculation, conjecture. I know it, it might not be true, but this is, all, this is what I think it is. Because we do also the Lego releases. Din Djarin and Boba Fett are seen with Slave One in the products. So that could be. But it's also interesting because Peyton Reed, Peyton Reed and Robert Rodriguez were both talked about in these articles about how they're using the volume now. I could be misinterpreting these articles, but they, according to them, they say they are currently shooting in the volume. And then after that, the Acolyte will be using it later next year. So could Peyton Reed be coming back to do more episodes of The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett? Director's list had not been released yet either. It's just, it's all a little funny that the cast and crew don't know what they're shooting. They don't know if it's the Mandalorian. They don't know if it's the book of Boba Fett. So they could actually be shooting both at the same time. Think about what we talked about last week about Tamara Morrison stating that he, they were shooting the book of Boba Fett for seven months. We talked about on the show how that is ridiculous for a television series to shoot seven months. Either something went wrong or these are going to be hour long episodes. So, It's probably both. I think we will see all the lead characters from The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. I think it is going to tie in directly with where the season three or season four of Mandalorian is going, which I think most of us believe is the, you know, taking over of Mandalore and conquering Mandalore and gaining back that, you know, throne, so to speak, and the Darksaber. But I would love to know what you guys think. What do you think about these comments? Do you think I'm being crazy? You think I'm looking too much into it, which is kind of what all Star Wars fans do from time to time. But I'd love to know what you guys think. And before I get to your comments and questions, 
I just want to take a minute and reflect back on that ending for Mandalorian season two and how absolutely incredible that ending was. I mean, if you haven't seen my reaction to it, I did record myself watching it. I put it up on YouTube and it was genuine. It wasn't fake. (laughs) It was the first time I watched it. I started getting teary eyed and it felt unbelievably good to see that on screen. And I know it did for others as well. And Peyton Reed did absolutely amazing, which is why I think he would be coming back for more to direct more Star Wars. If at some point he gets offered to make a movie, Peyton Reed, you better take that offer. Don't negotiate money. Just take the offer. <laughs> but seriously, he's he did absolutely fantastic. Uh, he, he directed two of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian. And even his work on Ant-Man is great. But I think he needs to be given a lot more reign. He is very creative and he knows direction so well. And everyone loves the ending of Mandalorian with Luke Skywalker. Such an incredible last 10 minutes of that show. Might have even been five. But anyway, I'm going to get to the comments now and see what you guys are saying. Um, we're, we're, that's all the topics I have today. So if you have to leave, feel free and go ahead. We're going to stick around a little bit and chat. Um, but thank you guys for sticking around so much. And another thing was uh, a lot of you are probably wondering why I did not do the Bad Batch review yesterday. So uh, I actually did uh, not do it because I ran out of time. So that will actually be coming out today as well. So if you're an audio listener, you get two episodes in one. And uh, same for YouTube. Uh, So you can expect to see that really soon. Which, by the way, the Bad Batch. What? (laughs) If you're not watching the Bad Batch, at least watch episode nine. It was great. Nothing different in the animation and the style and the storytelling, but it sets up specific things that I think will be extremely important going forward, more specifically in the book of Boba Fett, which if you want to know more, check out my Bad Batch review. It should be up and posted by the time you're watching this. So uh, thank you guys for that. And um, let's see here. So. To be honest, I really don't care if the character is male or female. If the character is good, I'm happy. Me too. Me too, buddy. I I really, it doesn't matter to me. You know, it was funny when The Force Awakens came out. um, I wasn't online that much. I didn't pay attention to forums or YouTube. I was just excited for The Force Awakens, which is right, right here behind me. And it wasn't until The Last Jedi came out that I started really getting on YouTube and looking at other people's opinions, and I saw people hated the character Rey, and I was shocked by that. I thought she was very good in The Force Awakens. and But apparently people just had a problem with the fact that she was a woman. Now, later on, I do believe her character kind of got a little crappy, um, especially towards the ending of the whole saga, but where's George Lucas would say saga? Ending of the saga? He doesn't sound like that, but whatever. Yes, good characters equals good for me. So I'll be happy. Max says, I think Kathleen Kennedy said that in December 2021, we will get the next chapter of The Mandalorian. So she didn't say it's Mando season three. Okay. So I do remember them saying that, but I also remember hearing specifically we were getting both Mandalorian and Boba Fett. But you could be right. But either way, I think they're one and the same. 
And I think the original pitch for the Mandalorian was a Boba Fett story. And I think at a certain point they told John Favreau they could not do a book of Boba Fett. Story. They couldn't do a Boba Fett movie at the time, probably because of some developmental issues and money and convincing Disney ultimately. But Bob Iger agreed to do a Mandalorian show, but making it about a new character. They were also getting afraid of legacy characters at that point because that was when the park was coming out when they were trying to develop the show. And when they were creating Galaxy's Edge, the the little Star Wars playground at Disneyland, um, they Kathleen Kennedy didn't want to make any, you know, retro or nostalgic moves for the park. They wanted something new that was never before seen so they could expand the galaxy and go forward instead of going backward, which makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, why the hell? <laughs> so I think during that time, they were like, we need something else. And then later on, once season two gets in development, they were like, let's bring in Boba Fett. And, but I could be wrong about that too. It's <laughs> just my speculation. Um, but anyway, guys, that is a show for today. By the way, if you are watching Loki, we'll be, we will be back this week with the Loki after show, me and Chris both hosting. I hope you'll join us there. If you enjoy the show and you want to support us on a monetary level, you can always tip at streamelements.com slash Hontalks first slash tip. You can send in your questions and we will read them on the show and use them as main topics. So, um, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to follow so you never miss an episode and rate and review on Apple and uh, check out the YouTube page. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and check out some other videos on here as well. By the way, tomorrow, uh, I think it's tomorrow, a bonus episode of Han Talks First. It is a pre-recorded episode all about bounty hunters. We're talking about the guild. We're talking about how they're paid, how what the different types of bounties and the certain bounty, like certain bounty hunters, we'll be talking about, like Greedo and uh, Cad Bane, things like that. So it's a really fun episode. I hope you'll come check it out. I had a lot of fun making it. And another bit of kind of update for you guys in the future I will be out of town for the next two weeks. I will still be doing a show. The, I ju- I'm just not sure about how it will look on the video but we will be doing a show so stay tuned for that as well i'll just be out of town so there might be some delays or issues like that but thank you guys again so much for joining me that is the show for today again check out the uh, instagram twitter all that kind of stuff the han talks first we'll be doing a lot more social engagement there and i hope you guys have a great rest of your week you know go enjoy yourself a nice cup of coffee as i do 24 hours of the day and look out for that other episode of Han Talks First coming tomorrow. And yeah. And now everybody, let me get my my little clip ready. One second. <laughs> and now everybody, somehow, some way, somewhere this week. May the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.